What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to The Most Vulnerable Player, the MVP podcast. This is episode nine. Yeah. Um, so, Consistency. Bro, I'm trying. You know, a, a crazy stat, bro, is uh, it's like, I want to say like maybe close to like 90%. Like I could be wrong, but from what I've heard, like 90% of podcasts don't make it past like the 10th episode. So like... You're right, you're right around that corner. Though. Yeah, bro. So... If, like, my camera breaks, like, in the next day, imagine just, like, don't get to that 10, but... She's um, like, all right, we're retired. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but you're right there. We're yeah, that, that's... I think that was my main goal, though. I was like, let me just hit 10, and then from there, I'll try to get to 20, and then 50, 100. Yeah, 10 Just keep time. going, yeah. Um, today, we have my cousin, uh, Demetrius Bersal. Say what's up to everybody. What's up? Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Pleasure. It's a uh, it was a long-awaited guest, actually, bro. We've we've uh, talked about doing this for for a good minute. Um, well, you're you're a busy man, so it's uh, it's good that we're able to uh, finally sit down and yeah, uh, find the time to actually yeah, make to, it happen. Yeah, bro. Because I mean, you you've especially in the past what like month you've had a lot going on with uh, like your business and and everything, bro. So yeah, it's definitely kind of tough to find that time that works for everybody. But yeah, I'm glad that we were able to plan something out yeah last week we were planning on making it happen and it was like oh this came up tristan's birthday nikki's birthday and it was just like okay like we'll we'll push it back another week and play yeah. it by ear but yeah thankfully we're here now so. Yeah, yeah, yeah so who's who's demetrius bro who's how would you uh how would you describe yourself or how it's um basically if you're introducing yourself like who who's who's demetrius um so like right now i guess you could say like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. um i run and operate my business here right right by the airport so i sell sneakers streetwear apparel i clean shoes make shoes pretty much try to be a man of all trades when it comes to anything sneaker related um other than that i mean i try to keep my ventures open i i buy cars i sell cars i just anything that really piques my interest i tend to just like dive head first and try to go all in and i just kind of have always lived that way but I mean, I move around a lot, so that's, I think, one thing that kind of differentiates me from a lot more, or a lot of other people of my age, so I guess that could be, like, who is Demetrius, just kind of, mm-hmm. I like to think that I have a pretty good network, kind of wherever I go, whether it, I'm here, or where I was living in the past, Vegas, Denver, um, just try to have, just do good business with people and have yeah. that good network with good communication, so is having that network is that something active something you actively um try to do or try to seek out or is it just something that kind of comes natural um, to you i think for a lot of people like having a network how they always say like your network is your net worth so like most people will tend to go out and like seek somebody of value to then bring into like their network but i never really kind of thought about it that way how it kind of happened that i just started making better business relationships with people and doing better business with people that it just the trust was gained and i just uh thankfully like god bless me to put me in a position where i'm kind of talking to different people on a day-to-day basis and everybody kind of brings some value to the table regardless of what they do so i mean it just kind of falls fell into my lap and i think i've always kind of been a people person i always kind of take people's feelings into consideration and just always want to see like what somebody else can bring to the table as well as myself so 
I think that's kind of what grew it into what it is today. Just having people that are in your corner Mm -hmm. when you need them there. Yeah. You really never realize like how important it is like having just even just friends or just people that you know. Like it's always good just to, like you said, expand your network because you never know um, just who that person might be in your life or they, um, you guys could end up doing like something like pretty big together or there could be something, somebody that you learn from that before you met them, you may not have, have realized that. So exactly. Yeah. And I think there's many times where I've kind of came into like a communication with somebody and not knew what the reason was for meeting them or like why that interaction may have happened but later down the line it's like oh snap like this came up into my this came up and i need to find somebody that can make it happen and i remember that i met this guy a couple weeks back and it's what he did so it's like oh let let me just call him up real quick and if it works out it works out and Mm -hmm. i think that just happens more and more often now that i just kind of see every every um conversation it just says like a a building block mm-hmm. like everybody has something that they specialize in so yeah i sure. think like how most people think it's like oh like if if anything sneaker related comes up or they spill a drink on their shoe it's like the first person that they want to come to mind is me so it's mm-hmm. like a, i i think i bring that value to the table and just like a, a good connection to have when whenever your shoes need help so. yeah for sure for sure um, you grew up in el paso right and um did you, you said you moved around like throughout mm. like when you were growing up? Yeah, pretty much born and raised in El Paso. Um, I was military, like a military child. So both my parents were active Air Force. Mm-hmm. It was always somewhere new every two to three years or whenever some, one of them was getting a promotion or things of that sort. So I, I lived here for a little bit. I was born here, lived here for a little bit. San Antonio came back and then from there it was just like back and forth and back and forth but somehow we always kind of made it back here so yeah i lived here vegas denver a little bit in san antonio and then yeah just after the whole denver thing my freshman year or my yeah my freshman year i just kind of decided like no like i don't really want to keep moving back and forth like i just kind of want to finish high school in one place and have the same friends and what did um what did being in just so many different um just locations and just kind of moving around when as you were growing up what kind of experiences do you think that provided you and do you think it uh helped you in certain ways and maybe it, in some ways it hindered some things but what was that experience like what what do you think you take you took from that i think it was definitely like a a life-changing experience for sure and i value just uh that whole time frame in itself just because it was out of my control like Mm -hmm. regardless if i wanted to be comfortable or uncomfortable it was i had to be uncomfortable and i think that just uh kind of helped me grow a lot faster interact with a lot more people compared to my peers who just kind of always grew up around the same people that they've always known and yeah it kind of taught me more about the culture taught me that not everybody out here is like me, raised like me, think like me. And I think that was like a big eye opener just because I feel like when you're growing up as a kid, it's like 
subconsciously you think everybody has that same upbringing everybody has those same experiences that make them who they make them and it's that's just not the case like everybody's going through something else that you may not even know and i think that's what makes them who they are and so yeah definitely being uncomfortable taught me a lot i can definitely see that because i mean for someone like just forcing to move like going to other places and really it not being in your control um i mean it forces you to make different friends just try to fit in because at the end of the day like as much as we we don't want to admit it like we're a lot humans always just try to fit into whatever New whatever community yeah, yeah exactly i mean you don't want to be like the uh the, the odd man now yeah. exactly so i mean that's that's a challenge in itself and then when you're constantly just moving it's it's like really just doing that over and over again and yeah i was just always constantly yeah. being like the new kid yeah like, i remember just like starting a new school and like there's always those kids that are like oh like who are you like let me take you around school like let me show you how yeah. i do things like these are my friends like and and I'm, i mean i already knew like what to expect because i had already been the new kid like seven yeah. times i've always wanted to be the new kid bro but i feel like that was low-key like i mean at least like you're a little celebrity at some point yeah. it's like especially if you pop in like <laughs> mid midway or end of the year they're just like who is this kid yeah. And so yeah i thought it would i mean at there, it came to a point where it was like after the third fourth time of being the new kid like the fear of being a new kid really was like out the window just yeah I already knew what to expect for the most part. Like, there's going to be somebody that's, like, going to take me under their wing and show me who their friends are. And I'm not really going to, like, me sitting alone at lunch, like, hopefully it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, like, yeah, but little things like that, it was just, like, out people would come, like, oh, like, what's your name? It's, like, to be honest, I don't even want to introduce <laughs> myself. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Like, I'll yeah. probably dip out in a couple months and be in a new city. So, yeah, yeah I think that that was just, like, the funny it, it was funny to think about that it was just like so repetitive yeah in a sense but i think it definitely like meeting new people and everything like that it was just yeah sometimes i still talk to them today so yeah just say, having that network i definitely think it has some positive effects at the same time like like just thinking about it now like i wonder if it kind of affects somebody in a way i'm not saying you but like maybe it did or maybe to some other people who did move around maybe someone who constantly is moving around has like maybe trouble identifying with not only other people but with actually who they are because like you don't really get to constantly trying to figure it out yeah Yeah. like you trying to get to know like where you stand with people and like if you're constantly just trying to fit in like i feel like it's really hard to find yourself in a way because i feel like you're introduced to a new crowd new culture like when i moved from here to denver it was like a complete culture shock yeah i mean like i went to a primarily like mexican dominant school and like i mean over here in el paso like i was still at a a decent reading and grade level i had decent grades things of that sort but when i moved over there it was like i was a fucking golden child like yeah like valedictorian in my class and just like i mean like these kids were like yo like how are you so smart and it's like bro like i just did the homework like i <laughs> like there's like it's not really much to it bro like it wasn't too difficult and yeah like i just think it was like a big shock that it was like there's so much of a difference just by living in a different place that 
yeah, I was just, like, mind blown at the fact that I, like, tested out of all my high school classes freshman year, and, like, I didn't do literally anything different than what I did here. Damn. So I was just like, okay, well, something's something's a little bit different yeah. with, like, the grading schedule and things. But So, like, speaking about, I mean, we talked about, like, identity and just, like, finding yourself and stuff. So before I feel like before you started um, Eternal, I, like, I feel like, I remember you talking about just how you def there's definitely a period in your life where you felt um lost. I would say like lost is the word. Yeah, for sure. Um either I don't know was it before high school or after high school or like right when you graduated, but can you kind of take me through that time in your life? Like um yeah, what well, what was that time like cuz I think a lot of people do go through that. Um and it's definitely definitely a scary thing when you're kind of in the midst of it, right? Yeah. I think we can kind of like take it back to high school i think i really didn't end up like truly figuring things out until after high school and things of that sort but yeah like even throughout high school like i was always a baseball player like that was my primary sport and then like from there like i went to high school in my sophomore junior year i just ended up like all right like i don't want to do this anymore i just like completely lost like love for it and then like changed gears into golf and it was just something that I had never played before. I was terrible at. But it just, like, piqued my interest because of how how much I sucked at it. That it was, yeah. like, I, like I've, never, I've never, like, been bad at anything like that, like, sport-wise. That I was, like, why can't I hit this ball? Like, I could hit a 70-mile-an-hour, 80-mile-an-hour fastball, but I can't hit something that's on the floor. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, changing gears into that. I, I, and like I said, I go, like, full throttle head first into, like, my decisions and my, like, interests that mm-hmm. it was, like, okay, like, I'm changing from baseball and I just went 110% into golf, like, started working at a golf course, like, it was eat, sleep, everything golf, and then, I don't know, like, after that in, in high school, I kind of ended up, like, seeing people getting bigger and just, like, always like why can't i like put on size like everybody's growing and like all the football players are getting big and like so you're you're kind of skinny yeah i was just like skinny and like short like i mean you you walk right past me like yeah (laughs) nothing that you hadn't seen before you know like so i was just like yo like everybody else is getting bigger like what like what are they doing that i'm not doing and then that's what kind of like piqued my interest again and was like okay well like i already got good at golf but now i'm like interested in this so yeah i started going to show offs and then from there i just 110 percent into the gym yeah. that, so I that just, that's the pattern yeah. i see is like you like you said you you have like initial interest and it feels like you just kind of go like All full on into yeah it, you know? and i think it's been like that since i was little like my mom's always said that too like all right i, I wanted to be a skateboarder like it was eat sleep work skateboard like and then I'm into magic and easily fucking magic. Like, so my mom and, and dad had always n- known that that's just how I, how I function, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like subconsciously, I don't choose to, but it's just like, I want to like be as good as possible at something. So yeah, like I transitioned into the gym and I was still small and I was just like, I needed help. So, and so I was like, okay, well there's this guy and He's a year older than me, and this guy is look, looks like he can eat me. Like this, he's <laughs> fucking jacked. So I was like, all right, well, like apparently he has it figured it out. Like 
I'll talk to him and that's when I ended up meeting like one of my best friends Richard and honestly that's kind of what like set the match off just because in my head I had always seen people like competing and just getting big and looking good feeling good and I was like all right like that's cool but I don't know the steps that it takes to get to that point like I don't think I can get to that point that I was like look like I need help I know that I don't look like I can do it but like I'm telling you like I'm I'm willing to do it like I wanted to like trust in you to just coach me and he was like all right well was he coaching at that time or yeah so he was like 16 17 full trainer like I mean Richard's always been very mature and I think that's what like yeah made me want him to just coach me and just Mm -hmm. like give me the guidance that he had figured out that I was like okay well he's 16 17 he has a ton of clients like he does this full time he he competes he still goes to school like he has his girl and i was just like all right well this is not a kid bro <laughs> like I, i'm like this is a grown man that i just like wanted to be of that value and just yeah. of that like like feel that good about myself and i was like okay yeah. well like what do i need to do and then from there I, he just told me like straight up like look bro like it's gonna take time like you're not anywhere near competition ready it's gonna take two to three years of you just like fully committed and it was just something that i signed up for and i was working at show-offs too so to go again like 110 percent. like i when i wasn't working out i was working there mm-hmm. so i was still eating healthy like eating the meals at the gym you just surrounded yourself in that like you just yeah. put yourself in that environment and i know? think that's something that i learned early on too just my mom was always big into like motivational speakers and just trying to find the knowledge that she didn't have that like she would go to like sermons and just oh like a a multimillionaire is coming into town and like i just want to hear him speak like Mm. and like one of the advice that she had given me when i was very young that it just kind of like stayed with me was like you're a direct representation of the top five people that you always hang around and it's Mm. just like that just kind of resonated with me because it's it's true like if if you don't want to be put in that same category then you need to yeah kind of step it up a notch and like have people that are sparking that interest that know more than you know sure i mean you can't you definitely can't be the smartest one in the room of your friends because then you're in the wrong room and i just think learning that info early on is just something that i always like kept close to me and like a direct example that was richard and it was like well he he's my age and he knows more than i know so and that and that takes a lot like that takes for you to for you to actually like approach this guy and like maybe did you know him from before like no like we had mutual friends but it still wasn't like something that i was comfortable with like i mean being like the smallest guy and just like not in the best shape and i mean i was expecting a laugh in my face like because i mean i didn't go up like oh like i want you to coach me like it was like yo like i want to compete like I want to step on stage like the same the same way that you're practicing your posing routine like i want to do that yeah and then yeah like he just kind of took me under his wing and i was like his his guy for the next two years that he just like we put blood sweat and tears into that prep and it was just it really showed me that i could literally do anything like regardless of how impossible i thought it was like in a two to three year prep of just like constantly keeping it in the back of my head of like this is the vision that i wanted and this is what i wanted to accomplish and 
like we ended up going to the competition and accomplished everything that we had like set out for yeah. the two years before and i just thought it was just like a huge milestone that'll like forever stay with me and like i just take that scenario with me in every aspect like with the business it's like you got to be prepared you can't you got to have the blueprint set out we had the blueprint set out for two to three years before i had 10 to 15 minutes on stage and mm-hmm. that was really all we worked for yeah but the fact that like we were that prepared and that set up for success is like what it takes you know like and if somebody's beating you it's probably because they outworked you mm-hmm. nothing else other than that so i see it now especially like with the business and like how well it's scaling and it's kind of hard to grasp everything at once and like having that team and just like having that blueprint of like all right this is the plan for the week next week shift gears and this is the plan for the next week and it just helps keep things a little more dialed in yeah and like i was saying it really just it takes a lot for someone to like acknowledge like i don't know shit about this i have no experience i like for in your example like you're really small and just to go up to somebody and just like acknowledge that he knows more than me i mean let me just learn from him you know like some people some people have too much ego for that and like they're not um yeah you have to accept it yeah it's just like because you're not the best yeah yeah, (laughs) and there's so many people even if they're close in in age to you like that can be that you can learn so much from if you just like open your just open your mind a little bit to being a beginner at something and really just accepting like um really just accepting that that knowledge and stuff because i mean you've done that multiple times right you you did that with baseball you did that with golf like you weren't afraid to start from scratch at something yeah. and really just build it out and i think and something i hear like a lot from people is that a lot, some of their worst fears starting from scratch so like let's just say you're putting your blood sweat and tears into something and it doesn't like pan out to what you hope it to be like some people that starting from scratch is what like scares a lot of people away you know but being able to like you've done that multiple times and being used to being a beginner at something i think is like huge because it doesn't scare you from trying different things and and i think it just goes back to like how we how we were talking about like earlier on just being uncomfortable like i did have to start from scratch at school seven times that it's Mm -hmm. like okay like i've been here before and i think it just makes things more fun like i I like when I don't understand something or I like when I don't have the answer to something because it's like, all right, I have something that I can work to figure out. Like, and yeah, I just think that's really how I'm like wired subconsciously without like realizing it. And until like we go back and like reminisce on like how the sequence of events happened that that is very crazy bro because you really just started like you had to start from scratch like so consistently throughout your whole life right so so like even when it's like sports related it's like okay like i i suck at this i know nothing about this sport but i just want to be a sponge and just like take in what i have and like even with golf like i was every day sitting there with the pros like for the pro shop and just asking them like okay well what club do i use at this range or like what do you what what advice can you give me if i'm hitting this type of shot or like rather than hitting a driver on this one like should i just like club down and hit a three wood and give myself something that can give me a better distance and just like picking their brain and seeing like saving myself the time of making the same mistakes yeah it's like okay like i've already i've played this hole and i keep making the same mistakes like 
how do you play this hole like yeah. and he might choose three completely different clubs than me and it's like i've never even thought about playing that hole that way and yeah you, you do that and the, the complete series of the the course changes so yeah i think that was like something that i've always just kind of had that interest in is just all right like asking questions and mm-hmm. figuring out like why you do what you do yeah just but yeah that's with everything like well, golf and sports and business yeah well something that like i i've heard and I always think about is like intelligence isn't always knowing the answer it's knowing where to find knowing where who to go to and where to find the answer so yeah. like you don't have to know everything but it really helps when you have the presence of mind to know where to go to be able to find that so yeah i mean and i think that just ties back in with the network of yeah. having having that outreach of like literally how you said like i don't know the answer to this but the homie might so yeah. let me let me text him up and just see like all right we'll have you talk to anybody that i mean tax advice or whatever and it's like all right like i'm not i'm no pro at that but mm-hmm. i mean there's multiple people that come into the shop that specialize in taxes or work for a tax company that can point me somewhere in the right direction so mm-hmm. i think just utilizing that is always a a good thing to do but yeah. so we uh we fast forward a little bit and you you got into like competing and then um you ended up uh you were you, you started going to school right you started going to epcc for yeah so i ended up graduating east at east lake high school and then right around my graduation i had just finished my competition so it was like shifting gears from like finishing what i was working towards for three years and then like finishing my high school which was four years so mm-hmm. it was like an end to an era literally like all right yeah. like I, i'm closing that chapter and like what am i opening up next I, that's how i felt at least like all right i'm graduating and like all of my headspace was competing not what i'm gonna do after i graduate and like it was kind of scary when it just like came and it's like oh shit i'm walking the stage and like everybody's like oh i'm going to the navy or i'm going to the army i'm going to utsa and mm. like family and everything's like well what are you doing it's like yeah. i don't know like i'm glad i'm here like i like this was all this is what everything that you guys had like told me you know like just yeah. graduate just graduate just graduate that i didn't really have like a, a set plan and i think that's like where shit started because I mean, I enrolled at EPCC, or actually, backtrack that. After graduation, I was just, like, at that point mentally where I just didn't want to think about it. Like, mm-hmm. I I didn't want to think about what I wanted to do or how I was going to get there. Or pretty much the question that I always, like, was scared to answer was, like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And like, I don't know if I want to do one thing for the rest of my life, like, so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to answer that question. Like, mm. just take me to the Air Force recruiter. They'll test me and they'll answer it for me. Like, they'll give me a job that I can, I'm suitable for and hopefully it works out. And yeah. I fucking, I do my time and I get my benefits and that is what it is. And it was supposed to be four years. And then they got my ass. They were like, all right, well, we'll give you $12,000 bonus if you do six years. And shit, like, at that time, bro, I just got out of high school. I was like, damn, 12 bands? Like, I do a lot with 12,000. <laughs> and, like, 
like for two years though like bro six thousand dollars a year to like really like be locked in you know yeah. and so i was like you want to fuck it signed it and i ended up saying bye to my family and everything like rooms packed pretty much i'm like at the at the hotel getting ready to get shipped off to basic training and then uh my recruiter calls me and she was just like can you come to my office like, all right like i thought they were gonna give me like a wristband to get on the airplane or something like my ticket and yeah she like calls me into the office and all of a sudden i walk in and her boss is there and i was like oh well, i've never met this guy before but like it looks like he means business so <laughs> like i walk in straight i'm just like all right well, what's up and he just starts like ripping me one bro like like if i was already in the military i was like <laughs> dude like i haven't even signed like, i haven't even pulled up yet yeah, he starts ripping me one, bro, and just like, why, like, why don't you have the right paperwork? Like, pretty much, I got my wisdom tooth taken out because it was bothering me. But I mean, when you're at a dentist, like, and the dentist is telling you, like, "Yo, I gotta take your wisdom tooth out," like, the last thing I'm thinking about is like, I'm gonna tell him no, like, yeah. oh, like, let me call my recruiter, and like, it was just something I didn't put too much thought into. So yeah, I was like, I don't know, like, I. I didn't know I needed it. So pretty much what it came down to was I got disqualified for six months. And then if I were to go back, my job wouldn't be reserved. I would, like, figure out what my job is after basic training. I just didn't want to do that. So I was like, fuck. Like, and you were leaving, like, pretty, like, the like next day? Like that day. Yeah, like, literally, like, literally, like, bags packed by mom. Like, everything was done, ready and ready to go, bro. Like, six years of hopefully he's good and like just does something with his life so like that was the plan like all right like that was the only option that i fucking knew just because my mom and dad were always like all right you either go to school or you go to the military like there was like i didn't know life outside of like go to school or go to the military and then so it was almost like i was naive to the fucking real world but i had i hadn't hit that yet and then um i'm like driving home and just like call my mom and she's like what the heck like shouldn't you already be like on the fly and i'm like no like they pretty much like kicked me out and like i was just devastated bro like well what do i do now like i don't want to be a bum that just like chilling off my mom and just like like I, I don't know it was just me rethinking a lot of shit and so yeah i like pretty much came home and just like okay well school's starting like i might as well like keep myself occupied and do something mm-hmm so yeah i did that for my first semester i didn't do the best i mean i i got by i think i failed like one class but me pulling up was always the issue like i couldn't get myself to go to school so then after that i i had like started separating my time between working at the gym going to school and then I had recently gotten introduced to like selling solar panels. So then uh, I like started making that transition and then I just really fell in love with sales. So mm-hmm. I love like I love like talking to people and just getting them to believe in what I'm selling. So then I pretty much stopped going to school and like didn't tell anybody and just was selling solar panels like all day every day. Like mm-hmm. I think the company that i was at I, you had to knock and schedule a minimum of like three appointments a day and you would get paid based off how many appointments you schedule and how many of them actually answer the door 
and like sure. talk to them mm. so like in my head like i'm like okay well i gotta get three a day if i start at so they don't even have to buy the solar panels just as long no, as you yeah so that was my that yeah i got introduced to that and then yeah literally <laughs> how you're reacting bro i was like this is a fire gig bro like i, I might go apply right yeah. now dog. so yeah <laughs> I, and it had just like that company had not just started but it was like in el paso like barely kind of like getting it getting it going and um yeah I, I had gotten introduced to that and i was like what the heck like um this is this is legit like i can mm -hmm. make pretty good money off of this and yeah the way that they like got not got me but the way that they won me over was like you don't even have to sell the solar panels just get these homeowners to open the door for a sales rep to then try to close them mm -hmm. so i was like okay well what's the what's the payout or whatever like for every for every appointment that you schedule that they open the door and talk to them for five minutes you'll get a hundred bucks so i was like okay well three a day that's 300 bucks a day if they open the door if i do that for a month i'm like that's, like in my head i'm like damn like i'll pay off like i was about to sign two years for twelve thousand. like i'll pay this off in yeah a couple months and so yeah i went from spending all day and just like from eight to seven non-stop just knocking at thousands of houses to try to get three to four appointments scheduled to like changing my entire pitch and like what i'm saying and getting 10 to 15 appointments scheduled in half the time that i was doing so i was like okay well i'm on to something like yeah. I, I can talk to people so yeah that was like a, a the real game changer was just seeing like okay well like i'm here and you guys needed some info on the solar panels and like i can get you in contact with somebody that can like sit down with you and tell you exactly how much you'd be looking at like mm. and from there they they do that and yeah i think my first check and it really wasn't me like being fully fully like 24 7 on it like i was still trying to handle doing the gym and like still going to school and things of that sort but i think like my first check i i had like 27 appointments for like the for like two weeks so like my like main guy that was like my manager was pretty much oh, oh shit like well like that was twenty seven hundred bucks like in two, <laughs> in two weeks bro that I was like oh sh like I'm about to go ball out or like I, I, it was the most amount of money that I had seen deposited into my account at that age for yeah. for one pay stub like That's I had insane. been a, yeah I had been a server at Olive Garden and things of that sort and like it's it's decent money but it's not 2500 bucks a month like yeah and consistent you know like it like a lot of people think like the sales is tough because you're commission based and like that but it's like if if you put the work in it's very rewarding especially yeah. when you're good at it so that that's really when i was like hooked because like i was going to school and like well if the amount of, i'm spending six five hours a day at school and then still trying to squeeze in my appointments afterwards like how many more appointments can i get in those five hours for five days a week mm -hmm. like and in my head i'm like i can double like i could be bringing in 4200 dollars every two weeks and close to eight to nine grand a month like and like i don't need school you know like I, yeah. like I, in my head i'm like dude what am i doing like yeah i like went full throttle on in and literally like couple months after it was going good i was like very happy with where i was at and then covid hit like mm. boom yeah and it was like i i just remember like going door to door and like kind of thinking that nothing had changed and it was like 
10 doors back to back that they all had the little ring camera and they were just like no like we don't want to talk to anybody <laughs> we don't we, we're not opening the door for anybody and it was just like damn like that's when it hit me like there's gonna be a big switch like i yeah what i'm doing to make money i can't do anymore that i was like fuck like i like all right well i went to the military i tried to go to the military that didn't work i tried to go to school and i said fuck that and dropped out and then now what i'm doing like covid hit and i can't do that so yeah. i was literally like all right well we're back to square one again like back to the drawing board like what and when when you're back at square one like are you down at all or is it like i was i think i was very down bro i was just like or maybe not down confused i think mm-hmm. is the word just because it's like what do you want me to do like yeah i always felt like like yeah there, there was two options school or military and then i tried to like venture out and like do something that was like none of my family has really done and it still didn't work so i was like well what the fuck like what like what is my my route what is my yeah. play to make that i just didn't have the answer to it and it i think like with covid it just gave me a lot of time to just like think mm. and like be by myself and like everybody was just locked up at the house and too much free time and i was like you know what like i don't want to just like put this time to waste like i'm already here like i might as well try to make some money while being here yeah i think that's what covid did for a good amount of people is uh because especially now that we're back to like back to regular life right we really don't have time to just like i mean yeah you you have time to think and stuff but not nearly as much we're back to fast yeah it's just like you you really can't day to day sit back and like really really evaluate your life and see like okay what the fuck is where am i at what am i doing and where am i going and i feel like why do you want to do what you do yeah so like answering those type of questions takes time and i think yeah like a lot of people just including myself at that time just didn't set the time aside to truly answer that yeah 110 percent honest to themselves that covid like made you or made me at, at that time like just want to dig deeper within myself and just like all right these these routes didn't work but like what makes me happy like what can i like draw my attention to and yeah from there that's when it really took a drastic detour and just the entrepreneurship started and the business like originated and that was kind of like the biggest stepping stone that i needed in my life to like understand what direction i wanted to go to so from that point you really start getting into like cleaning shoes that's like like how you really how eternal at least from your side of the story i mean hugo has kind of another side but um you you and tristan kind of started off with the the shoe cleanings and um and the restorations and stuff like when you when you think back towards that time like you're cleaning your first shoe could you have ever imagined that you'd be in the position you are right now like with eternal and like what it's evolved into and i think the overall vision was always like i mean that was like my end goal was especially when i had first started like of course like with my first pair that i did for myself i really wasn't thinking of things as like a business perspective it was just kind of keeping me occupied in a downtime that Mm -hmm. i was experiencing and it was just something that kind of piqued my interest i had always watched videos on 
people cleaning the world's dirtiest shoe or like bringing back a shoe from 1990 something and Mm -hmm. like the soles are crumbled and it was just like all right like seeing how one person's trash could then be like completely returned and just like resold to somebody that can value that like i think that was something that was like mind-blowing to me that i just wanted to start venturing into but yeah i think once i got a few orders in and i really uh started talking to some mutual friends of mine including like richard and everybody like that i was just like okay well maybe you should kind of make your own identity for exactly what you're doing and that's kind of when the gears started started working was just like okay well maybe if if they see the potential of this actually like continuing then i might be onto something and then i was like you know what like i'm just gonna make it a separate account and just kind of see what we can do with it and i never really expected it to hit as well as it did locally with like everybody that's shown support and just like continue scheduling and things like that i think it was just something that i truly didn't know that the city or the region needed like yeah because bro you guys are very i mean very well known now in like el paso and even i mean all over like really you have business all over the world and like in the united states but like you're yeah, very very think, well known you know i think thankfully like what me and my brother originally started with like at ground zero was like okay well what direction do we want this business to go because at that point it was starting to become a business that i wanted to make things a little bit more professional that i was like okay well if somebody's giving me their shoes i want them to know the expectation of what's going to happen what exactly they're going to be picking up just because there are especially in the beginning i really wasn't good at my communication skills and just letting people know from the jump this is what i'm expecting out of you and like this is what you should be expecting out of me and i think that was like a big learning experience but yeah like trying to move in that direction of being more professional we had to figure out exactly what we wanted to do differently and how we wanted to portray ourselves to everybody that's coming across our page and what I told him and what we just kind of came to to the conclusion with is like, we always just want our work to speak for itself. Like if, if you were to give a before and after picture, like there's a night, there's going to be an, an easy way of knowing which one was before and which one was after. Mm. So I think that was something that I always like held close was like, okay, well is the quality of work up to par up to standard. And I think that's what really differentiate differentiated us from, anybody else that you could schedule with just because people knew that they were going to be getting top quality service and top quality results so uh, i think that's when that's when it was like okay well if we're going to start taking this serious like things got to change a little bit and like we got to hold ourselves to that higher standard and i I remember like making that transition and just being with tristan and going from four or five orders to having like a structure of how we're scheduling and whoever's scheduling with us, like we're going to send them this message of, okay, well give us your name, your info. And like, we'll give you a quote, send us pictures. We'll break it down for you on exactly what you're going to be getting. And it jumps like 25 orders in a day to two days. And it was like, Oh shit. Like, and this was all out of your house. Yeah. All like a loft pretty much like this. Yeah. It was like right outside my mom's room. And I had taken, 
I had like three to five orders that were all from one guy, which was my friend Richard. I mean, <laughs> like I said like he's always hey, been that man Richard, yeah, bro. He's, he's always been there, bro. Like yeah. he's always supported me, and like likewise, like it's always just mutual love and respect that he like saw it early on and was just like, all right, like I'll give you five pairs of shoes and like just practice on them and like hopefully like with my shout out and like with my like good business like i can get you an extra custody or two custies and that's exactly what happened was just like the ball started rolling and it started picking up speed and like one custody turned to three and like three turned to six and they tell their friends and their family and all of a sudden like somebody drops off 12 pairs of shoes and it's like okay well we got 25 orders that we got to get done and from there that was like it's a problem but it's a good problem to have exactly right? <laughs> yeah it was a problem that it was like all right how do we find the solution to make sure that everybody's happy in this situation because i mean for one we're happy that we're having good business and that we're scheduled but at the same time we got to come through and make sure that we're still delivering and yeah i mean there was times where me and tristan just kind of sat there and we're like fuck like <laughs> did we just bite off more than like what we can chew and it was just a matter of manning up and just like making it happen like there's those long nights there's those like times where you don't sleep that it's just what it takes and like if this, like what i told tristan is like this is what we signed up for like we want to have everything of the freedom of being an entrepreneur and the freedom of picking and choosing what we want to do how we want to do it what time we want to do it that like there's also those times where it's not the prettiest and it's just like it was somebody's got to do it and like you mm-hmm. being an owner and being a a partner in this like it's just what needs to be done yeah. so yeah i think that was definitely a big learning experience but it was like what needed to happen to take the business from like the loft to like okay we're on to something let us try to figure out where this can go and i think after that that's when like the overall idea of having a storefront came into play just because i was running out of room and thankfully like going back to the network it was just like yeah i mean i was always working out at show-offs and thankfully like hugo and me crossed paths and he was the delivery driver and i would cook the meals and we would delivery driver for meals yeah at show-offs so like any of the people that were ordering meal preps like we would be cooking them and Mm. at the end of the night hugo would go and deliver them that i would just have free time for me being at the gym after working out that he was just like oh like do you want to come with me like all right like we'll kill some time like we'll, mm-hmm. oh, like you gotta go to the west side like fuck it like let's go and that's really where that relationship and bond started was just like two guys that were working together that like to work out and just like just homies you know yeah. and he kind of introduced me into like the resale scene and just kind of what supreme was and yeezys and jordans that i was naive to all, every all of that bro like i wore vans and roshi runs and <laughs> just like the everyday rack room shoes buy one get one that my mom could get you know that yeah like being at that at that situation it was just he's telling me like oh like let me like let me use your card and i'll get you a, a t-shirt but it's like 80 bucks I'm like no bro like i'm not spending 80 bucks on a t-shirt and he was like but we could sell it at like 300 like and we'll split it half and half and i was like look like I'll trust you, but we'll see how it goes. And yeah, it went it went good. And in a couple hours, I made 120 bucks. And I was like, oh shit, well, like just I kind of thought it was like sketch. That yeah. I was like, how is this real? Yeah. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Like just like 
just let me know whenever there's something like that that i can do again and he was just like okay (laughs) all right and it was like every day like hey like at the mall like come with me to grab these shoes or sign up for this raffle or sign up for this like there's there's this shirt or this figure coming out that i was just like oh shit well this is a lot deeper than just one t-shirt like there's like real money to be made yeah 2019 was probably when he started like opening up to me a little bit more about like what his business was and like or maybe when i just really started paying attention to like what his business was So it was still i mean reselling has and that stuff has been around for a while but it was still kind of early on and yeah it's not what it was what it is now you know yeah it was definitely still early on uh hugo was one of the like very like beginning stages of what what resale was i mean there was still like a storefront or two that were already open and things of that sort but like hugo had been in it for years like he would run raffles and just like he he had a pretty good following and network of like people that knew of his business and the the value that he provided so once i started paying attention to that and really like getting my eyes open to like the bigger picture of what he had in front of him it was like mind-blowing bro because i'm like well like i walked into his room and the one t-shirt that i flipped for 300 bucks that we split 120 120 like he had like 30 <laughs> and i was like well like that's like 200 200 200, 200. <laughs> like in my head in my head i'm like well bro like this is a thousand dollars profit like if you just sell all these teas i noticed like, like you're are you pretty numbers oriented i feel like you kind of like uh, you do that a lot bro yeah. i i'm very like it's probably something i could like chill on a little bit but mm-hmm. <laughs> no I, i'm a i i just love numbers bro yeah. i love like multiplying it and just like seeing it work for me like i mm-hmm. i think that's like something i learned this past year or the past two years that i've been open with the storefront just because like everything that i had originally worked for and like stacked up and saved was thrown like right back into the business that it was like i'm starting from ground zero again mm-hmm. that like i didn't have like an inventory a, a pair of shoes cost anywhere from 100 to a thousand dollars depending on what pair it is that it was like okay well i want to have a storefront but at the same time like how do i get inventory like mm-hmm. how like in order for me to get 10 pairs i gotta have 1500 to 2000 bucks and like 10 pairs in a storefront looks like nothing like you you walk in and a store has 10 pairs it's like oh well they don't got shit like that was just like a something that i needed to answer and like figure out and at that point i i I knew numbers but i only knew numbers from a scheduling perspective of like i can get 30 orders and each order be a 40 dollar order then okay like this is how much i'm bringing in but compared to like a flipping aspect of like okay well i can invest 300 bucks and like almost double my money and not have to do any labor or anything i just find a a buyer that wants the item that i have and still make money off of it Mm -hmm. that i was like oh shit well i could do both if i have enough if i have enough funds and capital to be buying inventory at a lower cost than what i can sell it at then whenever it sells I make my profit and my money back and I could still be scheduling and doing my cleanings and Mm -hmm. pay the bills that I was like, okay, well that was something that I like struggled with just because I've never been one to like ask for anything that like I wasn't going to go to my mom and be like, Hey, like I, I started the business and like 
we're looking at a storefront and like can i borrow or have i think at that point i would have probably asked for like a thousand bucks two thousand bucks but like mm-hmm. i just didn't want to owe anybody anything or have anybody ever throw it in my face of like i helped you start this yeah that i was just like no like i i want to do it for myself and i know that i that we have the potential to make it a possibility that yeah it was a sacrifice that i had to make but like i had bought my car and it was pretty much like two to three years paid off like like i loved this car like it was a focus st i had gotten at a really good deal and i was just like all right well i only owe twelve thousand on it like i could sell it right now at 18 19,000 be up five or six k and use that to buy inventory and just not have a car for a couple months and shit mm-hmm. and I just like very impulsively fucking sold my car. <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what they say too, that you're pretty impulsive, right? Yeah. Yeah, bro. So I, I don't know. The idea came to my head and I was just like, look, I don't have capital and I don't want to ask anybody for money. Yeah. So what do I have that can give me some money in my pocket? And I was like, well, I have a car that's, I've never had a late payment on. Like, I love this thing, but at the same time, like the car market was up and like, I only owed twelve thousand, so I can clear my debt, make five thousand that I can throw into inventory, and hopefully make ten thousand out of that, and then yeah. make with the ten thousand make fifteen, and just keep the ball rolling. That it was just something that I had to like trust that it was gonna work. Yeah, but that's what made me a numbers guy. It was just like okay, well, I I remember selling it at the end of the year, right before my mom left to Germany. I sold it like two weeks before she moved, and. And, you, and your mom throughout all this is she is like what's her is she just looking at you like dude i don't know how she doesn't <laughs> like i don't know how she puts up with me bro it's just she's just very supportive or yeah. supportive and i think that she just trusts my judgment mm-hmm. that like thankfully like knock on wood but like most of my financial decisions have never backfired on me in a negative way mm-hmm. that like whatever car that i buy or pretty much i i like to think of it like this like anything that i buy is not gonna if I were to get rid of it, it's not going to be a lesser value than what I yeah. originally bought it at. That my mom's not really, or wasn't really brought up like that. Like it, like financial literacy and things of that sort. Like it's something that she kind of struggled with and just kind of opened up to me that she's like struggles with it and wants to learn more about it. But I think it's something that I have like a deep passion about that. It's like, I want to put my mom on and like, I want to like, show her the opportunities that there are in like different business ventures but sometimes she gets intimidated by like what i'm telling her or what i'm like bringing up that i don't want to like overfill her headspace and stuff that i think for the most part she just kind of lets me experience what i want to experience and just kind of root for me while i do it did she think i was crazy fuck yeah (laughs) i remember being in the bank and i needed her to sign off to like get my payment and everything and she was like you realize that you're not going to have a car. And I was like, well, I'm going to have $5,000 in cash. <laughs> like, and she was just like, well, you better not be stupid with it. If you, if you lose those 5,000 books, like I'm not going to help you get another car. And like my mom had some, um, like trouble with like, a uh, pulling or signing like a co-sign for me and things. That's what that she was like, you're really like on your own. But my original plan was like, okay, I'm going to sell my car profits 5,000. And then, go to a dealership and finance another car that's cheaper 
have a lower car payment and still have five thousand dollars that i can use yeah and in my head that's how i was like oh this is gonna be perfect like i'll sell this make five thousand jump into a car that's lesser value still get me to and from and have a lower car payment and be good and i'll have yeah. a car and cash and then that was when like real life hit and it was like you need credit mm-hmm. you need pay stubs you need credit history and i was like bro i don't have any of those mm-hmm. like just just trust me like yeah. i i make this much bro, <laughs> trust and, me, bro. yeah trust me. so it was like okay well i sold my car i had five thousand dollars cash and i had no car that i was like okay well i can't go finance anything and yeah. i and my mom couldn't co-sign for me that i was like fuck it i just gotta thug it out and like not <laughs> not drive car. yeah like we're carpooling you know yeah. and then uh, and El, in el paso not having a car is like fucking like it's it's almost impossible to be able to like do anything really yeah it was especially living in east lake you know <laughs> yeah trying to find a ride for somebody out there it's tough but <laughs> yeah what do you do with this uh yeah so I, I i end up flipping it i get i get the cash and i remember like having a little notebook and i still have it just to look look back on and stuff but it was like pretty much the start of the year like january right right when my mom left like i wrote down like the exact number that i had in my bank account my credit limit which i think was like a thousand books and then pretty much oh like i I had started like my uh inventory sheet Mm -hmm. so like out of that three thousand books or four thousand books like i every item that i was buying i was writing that off and then just like seeing how much i had to work with and trying to buy the most profitable items with the amount that i had Mm -hmm. and then like on a separate like page i wrote pretty much like what my goal was for the end of the year which was like how much value and in inventory do i want to have at the end of the year how much credit limit do i want to have at the end of the year and how much my total bank account would have at the end of the year yeah like that's what started the process and then from there it like went from the little notebook to having a little bit more items that i moved it to like an excel sheet mm-hmm. and then yeah just continuing to grow that and i really didn't look at like the overall number until like the end of the year just because i didn't really want to like push myself to meet like a standard of number like i just really wanted to like focus on buying items that the storefront needed mm-hmm. so yeah thankfully it just like i i saw the numbers multiplying and i saw kind of how using money to make more money works and mm-hmm. i just got addicted to it yeah and then that's kind of when i made that like transition to just solely focus on buying and selling like pre-owned and like new items and stuff when did hugo um because he had an inventory like already as well um when did he come to you to with this idea or like did you guys collaborate the um on the idea or like who like how did this yeah so play out i think i had started getting a little bit more clientele and a little bit more um i guess you could say like a higher end type of clientele like i was getting a lot of like bar owners um a little bit of like influencers and just i mean the business was starting to pick up and people were starting to recognize that it was like oh shit like this is more than just like some kids in the loft yeah and then i think that's when hugo kind of like picked up on it and he was already running out of space in his backyard so yeah one of the times after the gym we were just kind of talking doing a delivery and he was just like well why don't we just like pretty much asked me like how's it going and i was like it's good but like i'm running out of space like i like my mom walks out the room and she's just like what like it's less it's a mess like it's like not my house anymore you know mm-hmm. and i was just like like it's 
it sucks like having people pick up drop off and know where you live and so he was like yeah like my mom's feeling the same way like i got shoes and clothes galore like all in my room and uh, he was like well what if we were to just like get our own space and like split it he was like you have like a decent amount of clientele that like you'll be scheduled and i'll be able to sell my stuff and that's kind of when it was like oh shit like i've heard of people that do this like i i mean i had went to urban necessities years back like my dad used to live in vegas and it was something that i had been introduced to early on that it was like i knew about the sneakers i knew about the culture and like a resale culture and just like shoes can be worth two thousand ten thousand like just crazy absurd numbers that i really wasn't introduced to here in el paso that i saw that out there and i knew that it was possible yeah like i knew it was possible but i never imagined that like owning it would be like me yeah like i like when i walked into urban necessities like i remember being that kid that was like 13 14 years old and like i looked at the shoe and it was like 800 bucks and like like i remember looking at one shoe and then like looking at the wall and there's just like a thousand shoes and i'm like well this is this one is a thousand bucks like how the fuck does somebody or one person own yeah all this is like like i it just didn't make sense to me on how somebody could own and operate something of that scale yeah that like now being in a different type of position two three years down the road it's just like you just put the time in like with you don't really realize that you're at that scale that you're at until like things like this when you reminisce and it's like i remember taking orders for 10 15 bucks or not even getting paid and then just like to where we're at now like thankfully like being blessed with like people coming in and scheduling on a Mm day-to-day basis or people coming in and ordering the newest pair of shoes with us or just stopping by the shop to see what we have new just because we do get new items on a day-to-day basis so yeah i think seeing that and like the growth of where the business has gotten thankfully just off of like one crazy conversation yeah was just like wild because i mean me or hugo none of us really grew up in a situation where it was like our parents had and operated a business and like were from an entrepreneur background or anything like that it was just two kids that were fucking knew that this had decent profit margins and didn't want to clock in somewhere that it was like maybe we can figure this out and kind of see where it takes us but yeah i think one thing that i definitely cherish is just like the bond that we've created amongst all of our team just because yeah doing it by yourself is definitely very hard and especially like in this business you it's very fast paced so yeah. the, the more hands on deck that are a hundred percent about where the vision wants to go i think it just makes things 10 times easier yeah at the end of the day i think if you want to build anything i think it takes like a team a good a good people that you're surrounded by and really just a lot of different minds like collaborating you know yeah for sure i think just with anything too especially business related at some point you realize as running something or having like all the operations just on you that like i mean running a business is all aspects like you're working with the customer you're trying to do the marketing you're trying to do the photography you're trying to have the customer service to schedule you're going out and trying to spread the awareness like there's a lot that like goes into trying to run it that it could just be very overwhelming but 
it's the same time it's like that that reward that you get out of it too so i just like you got to cherish the good with the bad for Mm -hmm. sure but it's not even bad at all it's i mean you gotta always just have like that positive mindset like i think that's what kind of helps is just knowing that i'm waking up and like it's mine like Mm -hmm. whatever i'm working towards or whatever i'm like doing I, i like i like to know that it's like for me or like for my family and like it's it's working for us so yeah. far so yeah thankfully everything's been pretty good but yeah still the, still the oh, what's the word like the growing pains oh for sure yeah i could imagine bro like starting out whether it's like a business or shit a podcast a youtube channel or just whatever anything like you're trying to start up and um like investing your time into um at least for me and i think a lot of people can relate there's always like that like maybe that fear of the unknown of like what's what the possibilities are like how'd you deal with that like when you're first starting out like that like maybe that uncertainty that comes along with starting something you know i don't know i i don't want to say i ever had like feelings of uncertainty just because i was like i said like i'm always so like heavily invested into what i'm working towards that i don't think there was any like plan b like yeah like i i think that that was like the i think that was the main thing that like made this what it is was just like i didn't or i tried my very very best to like not have the doubt of like this not working because like everything else had not worked already so i was like dude like i like i'm like on my last straw here like i need this to like work that i was like i I enjoy what i do i'm happy with what i'm doing when every day i wake up like i try to just always think that like i'm living a life you know like, yeah just, like, and you're you're blessed in that too because yeah. a lot of people like their last straw comes like they don't they don't finally hit that um that breakthrough until they're like 30s or 40s so like not to say that like you've fully made it but like you've definitely found what it is that like you can see yourself doing for the, the definitely in your future the, yeah, yeah in your future i think yeah definitely uh I like to view it as like a stepping stone just because I tell all the guys too, like I, the shop is my pride and joy. And like, I want that to like, I mean, our word, our name is eternal because I never want it to like have an end, you know, I just wanted to continue to thrive regardless of what it is that I'm like, I, I just love the idea of knowing that there's always that next venture that we can jump into always together. And like, having this as a stepping stone really like brought us closer and like taught us the foundation and like fundamentals of business that a lot of people don't experience especially if you don't go to school for it going back to having a team i think like being a good boss and a good owner is just like understanding that you only have 24 hours in a day and like the same way with everybody like trying to do and like be like oh yeah i did this by myself and like nobody helped me and like it's almost a negative thing like mm-hmm. you you shouldn't be doing it by yourself like if you're the boss and you want to scale this and really like make it something completely bigger than what you are you need people on that same vision and on that same path and like willing to put in that same amount of work to achieve that and i think that's exactly what we have is like the same way that i'm passionate about it, like my business like i know that my shop floor manager ivan is 110 percent involved and like devoted to this and like shout out to chingy (laughs) yeah bro he's held it down since the jump and like 
having somebody like that that's just like in your corner and just is continuing to root for the vision and like root for what we're working towards me and hugo and tristan being like technically like the shot callers of like what route that this business is going just because they're happy and like they like they enjoy coming to the shop every day and like helping us reach those new goals and like those new milestones so would you say you hold each other accountable definitely trying to get better at it um it's kind of tough especially since we're all young yeah um there's not really a I feel like in every job situation, there's always somebody that's a little bit more intimidating or a little bit more that like stern with you. That's going to be like, Hey motherfucker, like you're, (laughs) you're not doing the very best. Like it's time to get, get on the right path that I think with us, it's like, we, we have that bond with each other and that friendship and like it, it can get mixed up of like having too much fun. And then like knowing when it business is business and like, playtime is over and like we really got to get shit handled but i think for the most part we've done pretty well about holding ourselves accountable and meeting deadlines and having events that have good turnouts yeah things of that sort but it's just like it can be hard especially when you never want to make it personal you know like especially if you guys are like family yeah like we i mean at the end of the day, we're all talking to each other, and it's just like, oh, what are we, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, what, like, but, like, there is times where it's like you got to have those serious conversations, and, like, there's times when I need to get checked, and there's times when I got to sit, sit Tristan and Hugo or somebody down, and it's just like, hey, like, we're not that I'm upset at you or not that we're, like, there's no way to fix this, but at the same time, like, we got to continue to do a little bit better and just like strive to be the best that we can and i just think that having a team that you can not in a sense check somebody but correct somebody and just kind of be like hey like you you did this and i think you could do this better and it it helps with the overall growth and like stopping the mistakes from happening again in the near future because there's times where i mean i don't I don't hold myself the very like most composed, especially when like things frustrate me or like little things like that, that I don't handle the situations as best as I could. And I know that, Mm -hmm. but it's like having somebody like Ivan, like pull me to the side and be like, yo, bro, like I love you, but the way that you handled that, like you could like, let's backtrack and like think of a different way that you could have approached that situation or a different tone of voice that you could have used or a different vocabulary that you could have picked. And, like having somebody that's a few years older than me and just kind of like not wanting me to go down a route that like I can't fix yeah. or just communication skills that he knows I could be better at, especially with the role that I have in the business that I need that, you know, yeah. like I don't, like I said, I don't know everything. And like him being a manager at Canes and just having that manager role is just like taught him a lot about yeah. communicating with people that, I needed to get checked and I needed to get that understanding of like having empathy with people. And, and yeah, without that, like I would have never, like it would have took me, not that I would have never figured it out, but it would have took me a lot longer to really understand that like, Hey, I don't do this the very best that I could. And there's somebody that is trying to teach me how to do better. So I feel like that's so big, bro. Like, like you said, just having the fact that you guys, of this team and that you're you guys i think you balance each other out very well you know and maybe like accountability is one thing but it's also being able to lean on each other like 
I'm sure you don't go in every day like the most motivated yeah. you ever can. So like I'm sure when days like you're kind of um not the most motivated, I'm sure there's someone in there who's like, Come on, like Yeah. Let's get this shit done. Like we like it's it's just a balancing act, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely um something that we've been getting better better at and just trying to work more with each other to keep us keep ourselves motivated but yeah i think it's really just the consistency like making sure that things are caught up and just like everybody's headspace is leveled going into the new week and just payments and everything is up to date that there's really nothing to be stressed about other than what is to be thrown at us yeah that that's the point that i kind of want to just like get to and then figure out the best way to just keep it as level-headed as possible with us but how do you um how do you handle the stress of um, because i mean being an entrepreneur like it's very glorious in a lot of aspects right especially being a successful one but it's a lot of fucking work dude so like i'm sure things get very stressful and like just your day-to-day and so what is something that you've came across or something that you just try to practice that really helps you in in those times well, for one, just learning to separate work from personal life. Like, I think that was one thing that I really had to learn this past year. Just because I was so overly, like, or not even overly, but I was just so locked in that it was everything that I was doing, you know? And, like, at that point, that's when that stress kind of weighs your shoulders down way too much. And you never feel like your head's out of water and, like... It's not a as 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 great of the business that it was doing it was like i really wasn't like happy like i was like like yeah the business is good and we're like pushing weight and we're moving pairs and i'm buying i'm selling and everything like that and it's like okay well like like that makes me happy but like i'm like i don't even have time to go to the gym anymore like i don't even like see my dog or you know just as an individual like as a human like yeah totally so it's like like it was it it felt to the point like i was like not even living in my house like i was going home and like knock out and wake up and back to the shop like i i really wasn't like having gratitude for everything that i did have like i like now i like to go home and like sit and like sit and just like like i have a house like a lot of people don't have a house i have food in my fridge and just like i can sit here and make a coffee and just watch tv and like like not have to be on my phone worrying about like a shoe or a pair that's coming out and like not feeling bad about having my downtime was one thing that i just had to like accept because especially in your line of work you can literally work 24 7 yeah like my phone here like it's like i mean if i'm not getting like a notification off of somebody like hey can you get this pair for me or like hey do you have this size or it's like I have like an eBay notification or an offer up notification, a Facebook marketplace, or it's just like multiple platforms that it's like, all right, like I'm, if I don't put this down or to the side, like I will literally be clocked in 24 mm-hmm. seven, just trying to find something to work on mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I need to like, it was just taking a lot of a toll on like my, my mental and just like my relationships with people like regardless like i just felt like i never had time or i never made the time 
when people would go out of their way to like invite me places or invite me to do something and it's like oh i would but like i gotta do this this isn't this, this like then you start realizing that people are gonna stop inviting you to do shit like and the same way that i like to go out of my way and like like if i'm inviting somebody then it's like hey like i'm gonna go out of my way to invite them like i would at least want them to like show some type of like yeah for sure. effort you know and like i just felt like i was just not truly happy with how i was treating my outside world other than business mm -hmm. that i just really like had to make a switch and just like understand that there's a life outside of like the numbers and outside of being an entrepreneur and just having that gratitude to like step away from it and like really get my schedule down to where it's like okay i have hours and like set work hours now yeah. and i go home at a certain time and like sometimes people will text me and it's like my day off like i only have one day off so like i and it's because like we pretty much decided like we needed a day off mm -hmm. the one that brought it up was ivan and he's just like dude like you guys work 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 like you guys need a day to just like not do shit like not talk about shoes not like go hang out with your your nephew like go hang out with your cousin go to the farmer's market like mm -hmm. just do something that you don't do and like go on a hike and it was just like that was like a, an eye-opener because there's real life out here that's happening yeah. and like we we often let that like get passed by due to little little shit like that but yeah i was just like okay i have my my day off on mondays now and i tend to just like keep it to myself and just catch up at the house do laundry and relax yeah. but there's also times where it's like on monday like people like or customers like hey like can you like i really really want this pair like can you please come and like i'll, I'll like i'll like i'll take them for sure and it's like like fuck like, mm -hmm. like i like i'm still tempted you know i'm still like oh shit like the money's calling like i can i can make a quick play and i can just open up real quick but i know if i go open up i'm not gonna leave yeah. like i know i'm not gonna like i'm gonna make that first flip and then it's like okay well what else can i sell while i'm here what else can i do and it's just like i had a day off for a reason like i'm not gonna get that next day off for another yeah. week that yeah it was just something that i had to like just recently kind of start doing it was just like look like i'm off and like i'm sorry you yeah. know like i like the the website's open 24 7 like we still have options you know like even though i'm not at the store like the website's open 24 7 everything that we have in store is on the website to the pretty much to the t so it's mm -hmm. like if you want to browse your size and i don't have the storefront open like you can still do the whole shopping experience from your phone and then just let me know like yeah. what what pair you're interested in and we can kind of talk from there but it, yeah it's just like it's really just setting those boundaries yeah. yeah and at first i really wasn't it was just work 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 that i want to like experience having time to go to the movies or time to fucking go out to eat or yeah i mean you're you're a human that needs like you have needs that need to be met whether it's like emotionally or or i mean shit spiritually and like yeah you're, you're going to church bro yeah. like i that was one thing that my grandma and my mom just so not hard on me about but just constantly remind me about it's just like being grateful and just being open-hearted to like this wasn't my doing like that didn't like none of this just like fell on my lap because of my well-doing like this shit was planned out for me and like thanks to the man above like it like he took care of me and my family and like put us in the right position and right predicament to make something happen that like 
I can't forget that you know yeah. I can't like let the everyday life and everyday everyday tasks kind of come in the way of like truly giving thanks to like why I'm here mm-hmm. so yeah like that's one thing that I've been trying to do better at too is just I mean getting myself to if I'm not going to church at least clocking into a sermon online and just yeah. getting some type of like getting myself some type of grounded for the yeah. week that it's like okay I I could start this back up and like be in the right headspace and like the real reason of what I'm doing like I'm not doing it for the amount of money in my pocket like I'm trying to like the reason for all of this is just to create generational wealth like I want I don't ever want my family to have to like wonder like how shit's gonna be met like I want to be like I would want my kids to be trust fund babies like that's yeah. a, you know like I would want my grandkids to like still be eating off the plate that I served and like I mean may, will we get there like who knows but like that's the overall plan you know and I just like want my family taken care of and like that's if I can just continue to do what I do on a day-to-day basis and like hopefully get one step closer to that then I mean somehow we're on the right path yeah so I think a big uh something that you I think is like a big part of your life and a big reason like why you've like found success as well as I mean aside from like you as a person and like your abilities and just the hard work you put in you also like we mentioned before like you have a good circle around you right yeah of um other hardworking and really just good people that um have the best interests of you at heart and also like just are just as ambitious and just as goal oriented and stuff for someone who's not in that position for maybe someone who feels like either they're lonely or like they really have no one no one to go to or maybe they maybe have are surrounded by people that maybe they feel like aren't aren't the best for them what would you i guess start someone out that's in that position what would you maybe say to them or just advice that you would give them to kind of start moving in the the right direction with that whether it's like trying to get better people around you or maybe leaving the current situation of the people you're already surrounded by you know yeah i think the the main thing really is just not seeking anybody's validation like a lot of people when I started this out just saw it as me cleaning dirty pairs of shoes and like little did they see like the end end goal or the 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 route that it would have taken in me and my family that like it was so much more than what they had originally thought it was supposed to be that like if I would have took their validation and their opinion into consideration at that early age I don't think it would be what it is right now and like i think it was just like a big lesson that i learned to like hold close to me is like you're gonna do what makes you happy and i think in order to make that decision you truly have to figure out what you're passionate about and like what puts a smile on your face and gets you up out of bed and like my brother struggled with it too it was just like not having that sense of direction of like why am i getting out of bed like to go do what or even just like like, why am i here type thing yeah like (laughs) it's just like a constant question of like what am i what value do um do i bring like and sometimes you don't have that answer but i mean you gotta take the time to really like evaluate yourself and then at that point when you figure it out like 
try to make it a little bit easier on yourself like like i said you're not gonna know everything but there is somebody that's gonna know a little bit more than you and like like with me for a perfect example like i didn't know anything about the shoes and like what paint i needed to use or what type of paint remover i need to use for the sole to not fuck up like there's just so much information that was unknown that if i would have just been too scared to reach out and ask somebody i would have probably postponed my growth by months Mm -hmm. or like maybe lost customers because i'm using the wrong things or Mm -hmm. not have people so satisfied with the results because i just didn't do the due diligence of knowing that i'm providing the right value like Mm -hmm. and like for me i reached out and i graduated from the shoe the shoe surgeon school and like thanks to my teacher like dominic siambro like he's he's a beast like he knows the ins and outs of the shoes like he understands that people start from nothing like you're gonna start from scratch you're gonna start from page one with no words on it like and like the same way that i knew nothing like at one point he knew nothing and like he had to reach out to find his mentor and like somebody to put him on to this is that next this is the better route and like it saved me the time just getting out of my comfort zone and like the chances of him answering were slim to none he's i mean very well known working with celebrities like i mean early on was doing shoes for justin bieber like he i mean dude does shoes for everybody that's pretty much a celebrity now that i was like you know what like, he's never gonna like see this shit like mm-hmm. but fuck it i took the time to write it out and i had a serious question that i wanted an answer to that like all of a sudden like a few hours later like he hits me back with like step one step two step three and like this is what you're gonna do and like most people gatekeep it and like but that's what it takes it's just okay like we're little nuggets of information that you can somehow just piece together and like try to get and what did what did you lose from that what like you you didn't lose anything from just just getting out of your comfort zone that's really all it is is like and and that goes with a lot of shit that i've did with the business bro especially starting out in the beginning like I mean, a perfect example, too, was, I mean, I was starting it out. I really didn't have too much of, like, a, a platform yet. I knew what I was, I knew that I could do it good and, like, that the results were there. And thankfully, like, at, at this time, like, I didn't really have a relationship with Alex or, like, Flex Galindo and, like, Let's Do Makeup and things like that. And I was just like, you know what, like, I had, I'd always like followed them. I had seen him post like some dirty ass shoes that he had taken to Mexico. And I was just like, like he, he just kind of like put him back in the closet. And I just knew like he probably was never going to touch him again. I had like reached out and I'm like, Hey bro, like I saw you, like I saw you fucked up your shoes and like, I'll fix them for you for free. Like, I just want to show you that like, you don't have to just like not use them anymore and throw them away. Yeah. Like I didn't really get an answer back. Like he's getting tons of DMS and like, mm-hmm probably in the request and busy guy you know he's always doing something that i was just like randomly at the fountains walking and i think i was getting like a a gift for somebody or they had something for my mom or something of that sort Mm -hmm. and i see him at kona grill and it was just like outside like as i was walking like he was at the edge and i was just like nervous as fuck because i don't want to be like that fucking guy like hey bro like stop eating like let me like 
but at the same time i was just like i'm already here like i'm already face to face and like when am i gonna get this chance again like i I already dm'd him and like i didn't it didn't work out that like fuck it like this is like for the business like i if i do this like oh shit like it like maybe people will start taking me a little bit more serious like maybe people will, like start trusting me a little bit more yeah. and like i just went up and talked to him like hey bro like, i saw you you kind of messed up your shoes and like i like i've been following you for a little while and this is what i do this is my page like i just started up and i was just wondering if like you'd be able to help me out and i'll just clean your shoes for free and just like that way you don't have to like not use them and mm-hmm. he was like oh shit i've actually like some, someone was like bringing it up to me and he was like yeah like well just meet me tomorrow and um i'll bring you like five or six pairs and at that time i was still working at t-mobile and stuff and i was just like oh shit well like i like it, it worked you know like i yeah. was just like oh shit like what the? and yeah i called my brother and i was like dude like well we just got like a six pair order and he was like fuck yeah like well what are they and i was like like oh well, it's alex and he was like what and i'm like yeah like, it just like it just happened i just randomly was walking and i yeah. saw him at kona and just like shot that and like that was the beginning of something like great like me and him have done great business together and like collaborations with each other with eternal and vlexin and i mean very like good mutual co-workers like my business partner nick is was his uh, creative designer and like worked hand in hand and it was just crazy how things went full circle off yeah. of just like one conversation that like might have never happened if i was just too scared to yeah say hi and just like bring up what i was trying to do and uh yeah it was just like you sometimes you just can't be scared sometimes yeah you gotta and you, I, the thing is you were scared but it's like it's just a matter of like what you gotta have the courage of yeah, like all right exactly. like exactly and i think it was like with the door knocking like yeah knocking the door and somebody that i've never met opens it and it's like it could either go one of two ways really good or really bad yeah and like i was already in that position with the door and i was like i'm already here that like if i bring it up and like he doesn't fuck with it like okay then yeah i tried like but if i bring it up and he does and like then and if he uh, doesn't are you ever like you might remember it but at the same time i mean time's gonna go by and like that's it it's it's gonna be in the past and and life goes on you're gonna get another customer you're going to it's not the end of the world and it's not the end of the business and maybe at that point if they didn't fuck with it or they didn't like see the value in it then like reevaluate a little bit and ask yourself like am i bringing that to the table or like what what didn't they see that i am trying to do you know and just try to continue to refine and bring the best packages possible and yeah just meet the expectations yeah I think that's really the main thing and also like hypothetically if it was a situation where they did it didn't go the way you expected rather than be ups like yeah you'd maybe upset but rather than be spiteful about it like you say you 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 take a look inward and be like okay maybe i need to like up my game a little bit maybe because at the end of the day it's like you you can control what you can control and the only thing you can control is basically the quality of your work and how much work how much time you're putting in right? yeah and um you can't control at the end of like for example doing this podcast um i can control like how how consistent i am and how like uh, how regular you how, how regular i do that but like at the end of the day i can't really control once i put it out how many people are going to like it or how many people are going to watch it at the end of the day so it's just a matter of really just 
controlling what you control and you got to yeah. live with with that and everybody's you know? gonna have their opinion at the end of the day and not to say that anybody's opinion is wrong or just because it's opposite opposing viewpoints of yours that it's like should be shamed but it's like okay like for that perfect example like if they saw the the business page and it just didn't resonate with them then like like you can always look inward and be like okay well is there something that i'm slacking on is there something that i could be doing better but like if you answer all those questions and it's like like okay i i've been taking regular pictures like they're day and night photos like Mm -hmm. the the page is appealing like we've been up to date with our posting we have constant stories like i mean if i'm answering all of that and it's like i can't really see where i'm lacking or what i can be improving on then it's like that's just somebody's opinion and like i can't be upset that they didn't like it or it didn't stick with them but that's one person out of how many that i can reach like and what i like to tell people too is like when people were asking about the business and like why i chose to go so heavily involved with the business was i tell them like i fell in so i fallen so much like in passion with it because everybody has a pair of shoes like regardless if you're even homeless like most of the time homeless person has a pair of shoes that they want to upkeep and keep them in good condition so that 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 way they don't have to buy another one that i was like okay well that's one person that might have an opposing viewpoint of what i'm doing but like i have everybody else that i could talk to Mm -hmm. like i don't need to just solely focus on what one person says negative about my business when I can talk to 20 other people and probably 18 to 19, if not all 20 of them will probably say something positive about my business. Mm -hmm. So just changing that mentality of understanding that not everybody is going to fully understand Mm -hmm. why you're doing what you're doing or why you're doing it the way that you're doing it. But if it makes sense to you and it's working and then look at it, it's it's somebody's opinion, bro. And like, I mean, there's things that I like that people probably don't like and, at the end of the day, am I yeah. going to change that I like it? Like, prob- yeah. probably not. It makes me happy, and it's just going to... If it doesn't bother my life, then yeah. so be it. Like, I think that's something... I mean, for some people, it may come natural is, like, that ability to kind of shrug shit off. But that can also be a muscle. Like, it can be something that you actually... Have to get, practice. Get better at, you know, and over time. Because, I mean, I can definitely say that, at least first starting out, I definitely, like, if I saw something negative or I didn't get the maybe the feedback i wanted it'd be like it tends to stick with you more than the positive shit that people yeah, say yeah for sure yeah it's like it's like damn like i i had 19 or 20 positive comments but like for instance a sh- uh, i make a shoe or whatever and it's like a colorway that i put together and i I've, i really rock with it and i think it's fire and it's like 19 other people think like oh shit like this shit's fire like i need one like oh yeah like let's make one and then like somebody's like damn that color scheme fucking sucks <laughs> and it's like like that was the, like that was something that i thought the color scheme was sick as fuck you know like yeah. i thought it was like dope and then like but there's always gonna be people with different tastes and different styles and what like what clothes do you have in your closet that you would be trying to pair it with versus what i have in my closet that it probably works with yeah. that i mean it's just everybody's different and you just got to accept that and really just be open-minded to other opposing viewpoints and that's that's just really what it is like you can't be salty about it yeah there's also power in taking that negative and being motivated by it like it's something definitely that can be a motivating factor like i don't think you should do it um 
from a bad place like a negative like a, a spiteful place in your heart like, let me do it to show yeah you but at the same time you could definitely take some of that negative emotion and definitely motivate like definitely motivate you in a lot of ways you know yeah i think throughout like the whole bodybuilding prep and like getting ready for the show and shit that's really what like was the motivation really it was just like being the smallest dude and just like all oh, like like bringing my food to class like I, I mean i was eating six meals a day if not like super consistent and like being in school in high school like you only eat at lunch so it was like okay well i gotta fit two to three extra meals in in the same amount of time while i'm at school that i was eating in third period and i was eating in sixth period that it was like all right sometimes i bring my food out and i'm like eating and then there's all there was like that one person that was like why are you eating you're like what are you doing and yeah it's you're like, fucking class yeah and doing, it's like yeah. yo like i like, like I'm sorry, but, like, I got to eat five, six, seven. And it's, like, for what? Like, you still look average. Like, you still look normal. And it's, like, you're, like, like if that, like, okay, like, that is true. Like, you're not wrong. But, like, at like at that point, if I don't do this, then I'll continue to be normal. I'll continue to look the same, yeah. if not worse, that, like, what is bugging you so much of me trying to get myself at a better position to where I feel better, look better, more healthier, that it's, like, what was the disconnect that at the end of the day it's like you you just got to care for yourself and like yeah. you really just like if i was passionate about like wanting to compete and wanting to put on size and wanting to look good feel good be healthy like then i should be doing everything in my power to put myself in that position to excel at it and rather than taking the fucking negative of like oh you still look average like yeah. you're, you're doing this this and yeah. this and you still don't lift as much as me or you're doing this and you're taking this you want it like not from a spiteful way but it's like all right like i just give me two years give me yeah a year. i mean like, you take me, you like a lot of people won't admit it but you take tabs for sure like yeah. you, you do take tabs like and it's like right. okay like i remember being there and like the people that are, are like doing that and it's like the the little comments and things of that sort and then like two years later it's like oh, okay like i won first place i took first in my division like i won teens division and like the goal was complete and it's like oh like congratulations and it's like not to not that i was like oh fuck you bro like yeah i mean i still was like yo i appreciate you like it's all good blah, blah, blah. and it's just like but i you still remember those times a lot more yeah. than the times of people like damn like you're doing good you're For staying sure. consistent like there's probably times, multiple times where somebody was like, oh, look, like, I'm proud of you. Like, you're you're actually sticking to it or, like, you're on week three and, like, you're still, like, eating your meals or you've been, like, losing 10, 5 pounds. And, but like, you don't really remember that. Yeah. Like, you remember the, the shit that it's, like, the shit that hits deeper and most of the time it's going to be the negative stuff yeah. that tends to leave a little bit more of a scar with you. But, yeah, it's just trying to not do it for anybody else it's just like if you have that goal if you have that end and vision it's just what steps that you need to take and what's the blueprint to mm-hmm. get to that destination yeah and then the, at the end of the day though too like the people that are gonna be making those comments like at the end of the day that's that's really just comes from the insecurity yeah it's just a personal thing yeah. bro and they might not they might not be the happiest with themselves like with the whole workout stuff like they might not think that they look the best or feel the best and like seeing you take that extra step or initiative of like trying to do better and then they're still like not prepped out or people still feel like, like threatened yeah kind of threatened like, by damn, them, like, you know? I, it just yeah it's a sad thing to like see because it does 
demotivate somebody and it does kind of like stray a lot of people from really achieving what they think that they can like put their mind to and achieve just because of that self-doubt like you're hearing it from other people you're thankfully i really wasn't in a household where i didn't have somebody that was believing in me but i've definitely met a lot of my mutual friends that it's a tough thing bro like it's a tough thing to accept that it's like a lot of people don't have that support behind them and it's kind of like if you make it you make it if not like you're not my problem Mm -hmm. like with me it was never like that it was like okay like this is what i want to do and like i hope hopefully you guys support me 110 percent. like not financially or anything like that but just being morally supportive of like you're doing something and i'm proud of you and like you're on the right track like hearing that is game changing bro like it and being in the position where i am where i have employees and like we have a team and people need that recognition and not to like kiss their ass but just to keep them motivated and know that they're acknowledged and that the work that they're putting in is meaningful and not just overlooked and yeah it's a game changer and it's something so simple that tends to get overlooked but it that's something that can like really stay with you and just motivate you for weeks if not months at a time just because of that one little like five minutes that you stepped aside and just like yo like i appreciate what you do like you've been killing it and like yeah like just this wouldn't be where it's at without you and just continue moving the way that you move and we'll just continue growing i think that was like a a real big game changer that a lot of people need that i don't think a lot of people yeah have i think yeah we i think we definitely need more of that right like because like you said there's not many people like it's unfortunate but there's definitely not a lot of people that are getting that like reinforcement or that that recognition from someone where it's like yeah at the end of the day you you want to do something for yourself but you also like you like you're human and like you want people to kind be of proud and be proud of you and like i think like you said a lot of people don't have that so i think really just being able to be that person for someone too um even if like you don't even know them but like even just like just random like just random acts of like kind just yeah just stepping outside of your your own time and your own day and really just being like yo bro like, i see the work you're doing like pay it like, forward yeah, a little bit sh- yeah. that's some good shit even if it's just like super simple but people need to hear that you know so people need to especially when it's like a situation that's not gonna be like a next day type of thing like like you're, you're not gonna see the results one day to the next and like at that point that can be time consuming like this this vision took two to three years to put together for the business and like imagine being two to three years deep and never getting any type of like oh shit like you're on the right path like you're doing something good it it could be hard to know that you're on the right track or you're even I going think, down the right i think that's why a lot of people probably stop right they probably stop doing that like they probably stop pursuing pursuing it because it it's you don't get that like just that reinforcement and that like just that positive feedback you know because you take that with you it's almost a sense of like getting paid like yeah like it's not financially or money or anything like that but it's like in a sense it pays your ego it pays your it gives you that sense of like acknowledgement of like this isn't for nothing like yeah i'm on the right path yeah like i may not have made so much money today but like hey like somebody acknowledged that like 
this is working and it's doing something so like that's what's gonna motivate me to wake up tomorrow and like make it happen and hopefully be in a better position than where i am today and like yeah but i definitely have seen a lot or met a lot of mutuals that it's like eye-opening to see that their families just don't function that way and you know like opening your headspace to that and like accepting that not everybody's raised the same way as you is yeah it's crazy to think about because i would never like um, i could never imagine my mom just like not being so heavily involved with like what i'm doing on a day-to-day basis and just knowing of like that me and my brother are taking care of him like our business is good like but to not have like the, that communication with somebody or that like positive reinforcement is very very tough yeah i think we've been talking for a cool like maybe like two maybe two hours, hours huh? bro yeah um it's lost track of time for sure <laughs> but um i guess maybe just to wrap it up a little bit um for someone who's maybe someone who's in your position who wants to start like their own business maybe has like a talent that they've like kind of like stumbled upon um and they feel like they can do something with it they're hearing people say like oh like they're just giving them reasons to not do it or maybe they're coming up with those reasons themselves what would you say to someone who's like who's in that position you just got to commit i think that's the biggest thing you can't be one foot in one foot out you can't swim like that it's just if you're gonna swim you're gonna jump head first and you're just gonna start paddling you know you didn't you didn't have a plan b yourself right you said it yourself i mean my this was my plan d you know like (laughs) i mean plan a b and c didn't fucking work for me but yeah it was just like all right like this is my like i had i actually had a friend tell me this the other day it was like if you're put in a position where you're either gonna sink or swim like you're gonna learn to swim like there's no there's no plan b like you're you have to and what are you gonna do die you know like yeah like like that's just a a sense of being uncomfortable and it's just a sense of like all right like i I don't have the answer but i need to learn and i need to figure out the answer and like you have to fully commit to it if you're passionate about it and time wise like it's gonna be time consuming it's gonna be draining it's gonna be excuse my language but it's gonna be a bitch you know it's gonna take that work and like it might not be pretty all the time but that's what makes the good things beautiful like and like you you can't just reap those benefits and not fully put into it and it's like you reap you reap the seed that you sow so you should definitely sow that seed as best as possible and you just have to make it for yourself if you see that vision if you see that pathway because like i said a lot of people didn't see it until i had to show it to them and like there's got there the same way that it was for me with shoes like that i mean for the girl that's watching this that does eyelashes on the side or fucking a tattoo artist that takes clients every so often that's just like still working a other job to kind of like make ends meet and like not fully know like if they have the ability to have consistent clientele and just like commit like you got to commit to your craft you got to commit to the education to learning to better your craft bring better value to your clientele and like you'll be straight you'll you'll be more than 
more than happy with where you are a year to two years from after when you're when you fully know that you gave everything that you possibly could and like if it if worse comes to worse and things don't work out like you don't live with that regret like i think that's the main thing that i just like can't do is just and i think that's why i dive so deep into everything that i'm like interested in is because i just don't ever want to look back like two to three years and like the time be gone and like that situation be like fully bypassed and like think to myself like oh shit well if i would have just done this or like saw where this went like where where would i be or what doors would have opened what new people would be in my network like it's gonna be scary it's unknown but that's with everything in life like yeah like you can plan to be a nurse and then study to be a nurse for five years and first couple days in the hospital just see some shit that scars you and it's just like (laughs) oh shit like i like you didn't plan like yeah you plan to be a nurse but like you didn't plan to see somebody's fucking head get shot Mm -hmm. like like you like there's a lot of times where it's just like the unknown and like when you're in that situation you sink or you swim and it's like you you have to be uncomfortable at times and that's really what shows how strong of a a person you are and how level-headed and just like passionate or what what, what could be the word i think like dedicated like how dedicated you are to your craft and how dedicated you are to like your dreams Mm -hmm. because i mean i'm very passionate about my dreams and if like somebody would ask me like okay well like what do you want or where do you see yourself in a couple of years or what do you plan on doing like i could give that straight answer and like know that like i i, I have a blueprint i know it may not be 100 percent where i'm gonna be in six years but at least i have some type of pathway to like this is what i'm interested in and like if i'm trying to get to point a to point b and i stumble upon something in the middle and another path comes up to get to point b faster then so be it like we're there and like but if you don't fully commit you never even get started to it yeah. so yeah that'd be my my very best advice just because it took a lot for me and my brother to f- most a lot for my brother to fully fully commit and like know that this is like serious but once we did it was like total game changer like you mm-hmm you have the time to do it you have the yeah. the the headspace so yeah it's definitely what what needs to happen mm-hmm. and what people forget also is like they think they're so like mixed up and thinking about like all the things that like could go wrong you know but like for first of all like you can, there's so many possibilities that can happen there's no sense in you trying to like predict what's yeah. gonna happen you know you're like playing a movie in your head and it's just like oh okay well i used to do this dumb thing with my brother and it was like oh like if you make a bad decision like that bad decision is gonna lead to this bad decision and then that bad decision <laughs> so i was like oh like you don't go to school you don't go to school you don't graduate you don't graduate you don't graduate you don't get a good paying job you don't get a good paying job you don't get no girls you don't get no girls. <laughs> like it was just like boom 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 and it's like in a sense that's what people do when they're just like doubting themselves it's like okay yeah like that all of those scenarios could happen most likely it won't happen like what like you're you're spending so much time thinking about like okay this is the negative and then from that negative this negative and like from a business perspective okay i start a business i buy materials i buy my 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 overhead expenses and then i get no clientele and then i claim bankruptcy and then i have a shitty credit score and then i can't buy a house and then i can't buy a car and it's just like 
you don't have to keep digging yourself in like a shitty hole. Like there, there's a lot that, I mean, running a business, there's definitely negatives and there's definitely times where it's like a low point. There's a lot of, lot of times where the business is at a very high point that it makes Mm -hmm. those low points seem almost slim to none. That it's like, you can't be, you, you just won't be driven by a negative mindset. You have to change that. You have to, and, and that just starts with being, like mentally prepared for what you signed up for and just like in the right headspace to take on the task that's at hand and if you're not then the first step is really getting right with yourself so that way your business or your passion doesn't take a hit because you're not fully prepared yourself so yeah and you also can't you have to also know the value of even if you don't full it doesn't fully pan out the way you expect it the stuff you're going to learn from that is going to be like, even if you do fail, hypothetically fail, you still learn so much. Yeah, from it's, that, a, it's you know? a win. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. The overall vision may have taken a detour to the left, but like, look like, at all these people yeah, I met. Look exactly. At, yeah. Look at all of the business structure of like, Oh, starting a business. Like most people like, including myself, like I would talk to business owners and I'm like, how do you start a business? Like, being a business owner now like that's a super hard question to answer like everybody starts businesses in different ways and business moves in all types of directions that there's no real one right or wrong way of doing something or right or wrong way of opening and starting and running a business that the answers aren't there you know like it like in school it's not like hey like step one to starting a business like go open a llc or like go open a business bank account get your ein number register with this like you have to go out and look for that information or be with the right type of network that point you in the direction to make it a little bit easier but yeah like it's that that really is just what it comes down to with trying to start something you're not gonna know and you just have to kind of piece it together and try to get that team going and just Mm -hmm. like make it a little bit easier on yourself because that information is not readily available and it sucks to say but the opportunity to be an entrepreneur and really excel at it is for everybody for the taking really if you really have that uh motivation to do it just a 24 7 job for sure <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. clocked in <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah bro um but yeah man that was that's episode nine. Oh, great pod bro <laughs> i lost track of time for sure yeah episode nine of the mvp i learned some shit about myself too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's insane bro but it's always always good talking and I'm glad I was able to get my boy on here, like uh, the fam. Yeah, very long overdue, so thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you for all the viewers of the pod for tuning in, even though it was a very long conversation. <laughs> Not, yeah, hell yeah. But um, where can people find you, bro? What's your uh, Instagram? Where, uh, what's, where's your business located at? Dope. So my Instagram is at Deternal, D-E-E-T-R-N-L. And then if you guys ever want to stop by the storefront, we're right by the airport off uh, in El Paso, right off uh, Hawkins in Montana. It's 8409 Lockheed Sweet 25. So, Sweet 25, baby. Yep, can't miss it. Red door. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate you, man, brother. I really like to see where the pod is going and just excited to see the growth. Episode 9, and you're almost making that corner for 10. Yes, sir. Proud of you. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, 
appreciate y'all for tuning in. If y'all have any questions, uh, feel free to uh, leave them in the comments or reach out to us on Instagram. Hope to see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you.